Well, welcome this morning, amen, to the River Church on the Rio Grande River. Amen. Well, we're not on the river. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. But we are in the river. Amen. For we are the river. Hallelujah. As a river flows from the throne of God, we're in the river. Amen. Hallelujah. You say, I want to be in the river too. Amen. Well, come on down. Amen. We invite you to be part of the river. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. So, well, praise the Lord. We're glad that you're here this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Who knows that there is a river that flows from the throne of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And wherever the river goes, it brings life. Amen. Life, life, life. So we know God is going to touch you in a powerful way this morning that he has something special just for you. Do you know that? He has something ordained for you this morning. Amen. So who came expecting? Amen. Amen. Come on. Did you come hungry? Hallelujah. It's gonna, if you go to Golden Corral, you better be hungry, amen, right? In the natural, when you come to church, amen, we're like the Golden Corral of churches. You've got to get hungry. You've got to have an appetite, amen, for the things of God. You've got to be thirsty, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. So you say, well, these people, I don't know about these people down the river. They got joy, that's right, amen. We got joy, hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is our strength, hallelujah. I mean, without the joy, we would all be nutcases. Amen? Come on. No, we're not insane. We just have the joy of the Lord. Amen? And say, well, now they've, they've lost their mind down at the river. Well, yeah, we have. Amen? We have the mind of Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. We're not insane. We just have the mind of Christ. Amen? I will tell you what. It's insane not to have the mind of Christ. Amen? Look at all these people running around doing all these riot, looting, doing, I mean... Come on, look at all the nonsense that goes on. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. Thinking they're going to change anything. No, they're just a bunch of, I mean, vagrants. I mean, they're just a bunch of, I mean, come on, criminals. They're full of hate. But thank God we have His love. Amen? For God is love and we have His love. And that's what's our motivator. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. So that's what motivates us. You say, well, what's motivating you down at the river? The love of God. Amen. Come on. That's why we come before God with pure hearts. Amen. And we always have to check our heart's intent. Amen. It's the attitude of the heart and the intent of the heart. Hallelujah. But I'm, I'm telling you what, this morning is going to be a good word. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Come on. Because why? Because I'm going to minister it by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I'm preaching to me too. I'm just simply, you know the thing about it is, I'm simply just a, like a garden hose. That's all I am. I'm just like a hose. Amen? I'm just a, a conduit. Amen? You know that's all we are. We're just a conduit. A conduit of God's love. A conduit of God's life. A conduit of God's spirit. A conduit of God's power. Amen? Hallelujah. And you know, and really what I'm going to minister this morning on is, is really, I mean if I was to give it a title, I would simply call it, God of the living. Amen? Hallelujah. God of the living. Because that's really what God wants. I mean, Jesus said, amen? In John 10.10, what did he say? He said, the thief only comes to do what? To steal, kill, and destroy. But he says, I've come that you might have life. And we could all just be happy right there. But he didn't stop there. He said, I came that you might have life and have life more abundantly. Amen? We're talking about abundant life. Amen? 
Hallelujah. And God is a God of the living. Hallelujah. I mean, you get that in your spirit this morning and you're going to do all right. Amen. I tell you what, you're going to do better than all right. When you got that in your spirit that you are living because of the spirit of God. And we're going to look at some different things. Amen. Because it all revolves around the life of God. Amen. You know, many people are running out there searching and looking for things. And, you know, but we are those conduits. We are the messengers. We are what God uses. Amen. We're his hands and his feet. And I would say, hallelujah. That when people look into your eyes, they see Jesus in your eyes. When you, come on, when you touch somebody, amen, with your hand, that they would feel the touch of God in your hand. Amen. Come on. When they hear you speak, they would hear the voice of God speaking to them. Amen. What a privilege and honor to minister to people. What a privilege and honor to bring that life, a life-giving word. Amen. A word that would bring deliverance. A word that would bring freedom. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, because what? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. There is freedom. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. And that's what God wants to do. But that's why we're these conduits. Amen. And you know, really, is uh, many of you maybe not know this, but my dad, I mean, growing up, I mean, he was a tradesman electrician, a master electrician. Amen. And so that's what he did. So he knows a lot about electricity. Amen. And he could tell you is, if you have the wrong kind of cable connected up, that there's no, gonna, there's no current going to go through. You know, that's how the power of God, that's how the anointing of God is. Amen? Come on. You know, you got a good copper wire with no blockages, then what's going to happen? Then that flow of the electricity is going to go. Amen? Without hinder. Amen? But sometimes there's things in our lives that would short circuit. Amen? Or create some blockage. But I believe even this morning. Amen? Hallelujah. When you come into revelation of what God wants you, amen, to know this morning, amen, that the Holy Spirit's going to enlighten you this morning, that even you maybe identify some of those short circuits. I believe God, amen. Come on. He will just make some tweaks. Amen. Come on. Splice in the right kind of cable. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But that's really, I mean, you know, when we talk about the anointing of God, it's really, it's like the electricity of heaven. Amen. The electricity of heaven is, come on, is moving. The anointing of God is, is it's a current. Amen. Hallelujah. And it moves through us. We're simple, the, simply those vessels. Amen. We're the vessels where the current moves. Hallelujah. Through. And so we, we're hooked up to the, to the source. Amen. God is the source. He's the source. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, he doesn't just possess it. He doesn't just possess the anointing. He is the anointing. Amen. He doesn't just possess love. He is love. Amen. Come on. So we're hooked up to the source. And so we're going to deliver. Amen. The unhindered, unadulterated. Amen. But the pure love and the pure life of God. Amen. I believe that's what he wants to do. You know, it's amazing because over in Psalm 27... Psalm 27, verse 13, David, the psalmist, you know, King David, but he was a psalmist, amen? He would sing to the Lord. I mean, can you imagine how many psalms that he sung to the Lord and when he was in trouble? He must have been in a lot of trouble, amen? I mean, there was always somebody, have you ever felt like that? Like somebody's out, you know what I mean, out to always get you? 
Well, you know what? There is the devil. There is an adversary. He is out to get you. He hates God, therefore he hates you, and he wants to overcome your life. Amen? But it is the Spirit of God in you, amen, that will cause you to rise above every problem and every situation. So even here in Psalm 27, verse 13, this is so powerful. David said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen? Hallelujah. But you know the truth of the matter is, you can see God's power, His goodness, His miracles, amen, right here on earth. You don't have to wait to get to heaven, amen? Come on, when you get to heaven, you get to heaven. I mean, it's like, why? Amen? Come on. Now, there will be things that we'll do. I mean, we're not going to be floating on a cloud. Who understands that? We're just going to be on a cloud with a heart. Amen? What a boring life. Amen? I mean, we're going to be doing things in heaven. There's going to, there's going to be a life in heaven. Amen? There's going to be a lot of golf in heaven. Amen? What do you think, Paul? Amen? Or whatever it is. Come on. No, you're like, you're, you're just making this stuff up. No, I mean, come on. You know I mean? There's going to be food in heaven. There's heavenly food. Did you know that? Come on. But see, food that never, it never, it never gets old. Amen? It never rots. It never decays. It never spoils. Amen? Because everything up there is eternal. Amen? We're just having to deal with the flesh. We're having to deal with the temporal down here. But that doesn't mean that we should have any less of the life of God in us. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And just like David said, Oh man, if I, I had fainted, I'd quit. I would, I would have stopped. I would have been done for. I'll say it this way. I would have been kaput. Amen? <laughs> if it wasn't, Amen, that I believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen. And God wants this morning to fill you with his life. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants to fill you with his spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. And so that's what really we're going to look at this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Is God of the living. Amen. Who's alive? Amen. But you know what? There's many people that are dead. They're dead. You know what Adam and Eve experienced was spiritual death. But thank God he sent his son Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. His son Jesus that saved us. Amen. Hallelujah. That saved us. Hallelujah. But you know there's still many people out there that don't know the truth of the gospel. They've never heard. Amen. And they're walking around in death. Amen. There's spiritual deadness. You could even think of it this way. Spiritual emptiness. They're empty. There's nothing. There's nothing like God and His love and His Spirit that will fill the emptiness and the voids of people's lives. Amen? People are hungry. I mean, my goodness. We just were able to minister this morning to, to a couple of people. I mean, and they're like, I want a relationship with God. I want a relationship with Jesus. I want, to re- I want that relationship. I just don't know where to start. Amen? Come on. But I believe God's going to use you. Amen? Every single one under the sound of my voice that God would use you in a powerful way. Amen? To bring that truth. Amen? That spirit truth. That life truth. Amen? To people. Hallelujah. I mean, if you walk around dead and 
You know, you, you walk around. I mean, you think people... Are, I'm talking about Christians. You just walk around like dragging and like you're dead. You think they're going to want what you got? No. But when you walk around with the life of God in you, amen, they're going to want that. They're going to say, why is that person? I mean, I know what they're going through. I mean, they might know the situation, but they say, but there's doesn't phase them. Amen. amen. Well, you got to be like David. Amen. I would have fainted if I didn't believe, amen, that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Hallelujah. But go with me over to, to Romans real quick, and we'll start there. Romans 8. Hallelujah. Romans 8, verse 6. Well, let's start in verse 5. And this is really talking about the ministry of, of Philip. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. It helps me to get to the right, right scripture. Amen. Romans 8, verse 6. So we're going to, we're going to try, we might look at, at uh, Philip here in just a little bit. But verse 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen? Hallelujah. Isn't that so good? Because it says here in verse 7, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither in, indeed can be. It can't be. Amen? Hallelujah. So here it is, to be carnally minded. Amen? You know, and I think that's one of the things that hinders the body of Christ the most. Is that many people are carnal. You know, who knows, who's ever heard of Derek Prince? I'm talking about Derek Prince, a great theologian, a great Bible teacher. I mean, I think, I, I'm trying to remember, he actually was born in India, but he's British. And... He's actually married to a, I believe, he, he lived in Jerusalem and actually adopted children from, from Israel. And so, the amazing thing though is, here it is, this man of God who is such a teacher. But you know what? God dealt with him on this very scripture about being carnal. God said, you're carnal. I mean... Think of it. You're being sent across the planet, across the globe, to minister, amen, to teach, yet you have carnality in your life. And he said God had to deal with him. And he said it wasn't immorality. It wasn't anything like he was stealing or anything. It wasn't he was involved in anything, you know, that would be uh, necessarily what we would, we would think seductive or no sexual sin, no adultery, nothing like that. You know, but he says carnally, there were some things in his life that he had to overcome and he had to deal with. Amen. Because, see, this is the thing is, it says for to be carnally minded is death. Say, well, why are people not? Why are they walking around dead? Why is it like the, the, the living dead? Have you ever, you know, they have whole shows, the walking dead. Well, why is that? It's because they're carnal. They're, there's carnality in their life. They're more, more, not just necessarily materialistic, but they're more interested in the physical and the natural. You know, what it really is getting to is, is our focus more on the temporary or on the eternal. Amen? Because if you're carnally minded, you're going to be focused on what is temporary. 
That's why many people, it's the very, they make decisions based out of the temporary. What is that? It's because it's carnal. That's what carnality is. Amen? But the good news is, it says, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen? So literally, people that live, that are always going after the carnal, always are materialistic, always, I mean, because it, it, it's a wide spectrum of what carnality is, is what? They're not going to be at peace. They're not going to experience peace. They're always going to be... Remember, even like that scripture, what comes to mind is, God says, I maketh one rich and add no sorrow to it. You know what that word sorrow literally means? It means to toil. It means to always have to have a struggle and like you're working. You know, people that are rich that don't know God and don't use their riches for God and to advance His kingdom are constantly toiling How do I keep my money? How do I, because I'm going to lose my money. What do I got to do? They're always in this battle over that. Do you see what I'm saying is? So it's a struggle. I mean, when you're rich, it could be a struggle. But if you've got God in in your life, amen, and you're using it for the eternal, amen, for spiritual things to advance His kingdom, then guess what? You're going to be at peace. You're going to experience life to the fullness. Amen? Amen. Life to the fullness. That's what I love. It says, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen? And we know that this life is not just going through the motions. Amen? We know that there's a something on our part that we have to do. Amen? Come on. But as long as we're walking in that life. Amen? Come on. As we walk in the perfect will of God. We walk eternally minded about things that matter to the Spirit. Amen? Come on. Who's ever been somewhere and the Lord, amen, would speak to you to do something like the Holy Spirit would speak to you and say, hey, go over there and talk to those person and you just don't want to go talk to them. And then you leave there and then that's all you're thinking about. 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 Amen? Like I want to go back. I want to go back. I remember one time I was over at at, uh, Heb. H-E-B. It's funny, some friends of ours called it Heb. And, uh, but, so we, we joke about that. But, you know, I was at H-E-B and I saw this family there in the parking lot and they needed some assistance. And I remember I, I, they asked me for something and I said, you know, sorry, I, don't, I, I didn't have any money or something like that. So I'm in there and I'm like thinking about that. And I'm pushing the cart and next thing I know I'm filling up a cart. It wasn't for me, it was for them. Amen? No, no, I'm serious. I'm, I'm like, because I'm like, I'm I'm telling you what, I was about my business, but God had some other business he wanted to conduct that day. Amen? And I remember, I'm like, I was fighting it. I was fighting it. I mean, I'm like filling up the cart, and and then I find out this is stuff not that I need. Amen? And I was, but I was still fighting it. I was still fighting it. And so I remember I went and I paid, and I went, and I, when I got outside, they were gone. I'm like, Lord, I blew it. Because sometimes we get, you know, that's what I'm saying is we're so focused on the temporal, temporal. I need to get some groceries to get home to be with my family. Amen. It's a long day. I want to get home. We want to have dinner or whatever it is, right? We're the temporal. But God has a spiritual. Amen. Come on. There's a purpose. There's an eternal purpose, a spiritual purpose. Amen. We should be led by the spirit. We walk by the spirit. Amen. Come on. And so I remember I was, I was. Like, so focused on that, and, and here they were, they were gone. And I said, Lord, I blew it. I blew it. I said, but if there's any way, amen, if there's any way, 
Show me, Holy Spirit. And you know what? I got in the car and I drove and I found them. And they were sitting. It was the most odd place because they were sitting behind a doctor's office. I think it was a dentist's office. They're sitting behind a dentist's office in a very dark area under a little carport. Like where the doctor would park. And, and there's no lights. It was completely, you know, it's dark. And it was the Spirit that led me there. Amen? Why? Because I shifted out of the temporal or the carnal minded into the spiritually minded. Amen? Come on. And I allow the Lord to lead me there. And then I was able to deliver the groceries, but also deliver the message that Jesus is here to save. Amen? To deliver, to set free. Amen? To bring you hope. To bring you freedom. Amen? And the entire family, which was about five of them. Amen? There was a mom, a dad, and three children, ranging from like five, eight, and 12 years old, 13 years old. Amen? And they all had an encounter, amen, with God's goodness that day, with the saving power that day. Amen? But that's what I'm talking about. Because one of the things as we go through life is, and I find, is a lot of, a lot of believers have what I call, they have that old motel uh, syndrome of the do not disturb sign. Amen? You know, when we go to the hotel, what is the first thing we do? What are the first thing we do? We actually put the do not disturb on our door. We just do that. It's just, we don't want anybody in there. And so, we put the do not disturb. But unfortunately, a lot of times in our lives, amen? Come on, we're all guilty of it. Amen? I know I am. I mean, I see a bunch of halos out there, so maybe not you. I mean, I see a bunch of, amen? Come on. But you know what I'm talking about? We put that do not disturb. Amen? Sign up. And we put that do not disturb sign up on our lives. Just like we would on the hotel or the motel door. Amen? But it's time, I'm telling you what, church. It's time to take the do not disturb sign off. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. Why? Because we have life. We have life in us. And we are going to give that life. Amen? We're going to give that life away. Freely we received it. Freely we give it. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen? Are you getting something this morning? Amen? Hallelujah. So we can see here that get our focus, amen. And that's really what I believe is. That's why even with, you say, oh, pastor, here we go again. That's why, you know, I mean, you look at churches. You look at churches that close down because of this pandemic. I mean, my goodness, are you kidding me? You see, were they carnally minded or were they spiritually minded? Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. So, you know, I mean, just... We have to look, I'm just saying, in every aspect of our lives. Amen? Amen, believers? I mean, we look at it at every aspect of our life. Amen? Because I can tell you, I've been there, done that. I don't like it. Amen? I don't like just be focused on the temporary. Amen? Come on, that's why when the Lord had to deal with me, the Lord actually told me, this was years back, when I was running from the call of God, running from God. You know You know what He told me? He said, because He spoke to me in sports terms. In case you all don't know, Coach, my coach, amen, Lou Walker, amen, but everybody calls him coach, and I mean everybody, anybody, you go across the valley, coach! As a matter of fact, I just got to tell you, before I came in, I was out talking with him in the lobby, and you know what he told me? He was walking, going to walk into the sanctuary, he said, sicko, amen, come on, so that's what I'm doing this morning, amen, come on, sicko, that's what he would always tell. But he's, you know, he's here this morning, amen. And you know the thing about it is, 
I mean, he was such a great coach to me, and coach gives give you instruction, and you know, and I like being on the field. But I found myself where God spoke to me and said, Jason, why are you sitting on the bench for me? He says, you're, all, you're not on the bench when it comes to the world. You're not on the bench when it comes to the carnal. You're not on the bench when it comes to the flesh and the temporal. But he said, you're in the game for those jokers. But he said, but when are you going to get up off the bench and get on the field and get in the game for me? Amen? Come on. About these spiritual things. Amen? Because God wants to show us some spiritual things. Amen? Come on! Hallelujah! God wants to show us some spiritual things. He wants to open our spiritual eyes. Amen? Come on! So see, I've been there, done that. Got the t-shirt. Amen? Got the spoon, got the plate, got the... Come on! Coffee mug. Amen? Come on, you know who knows that? Amen? You know? Been there, done that. It's not good. It's not, if all you have is these natural eyes to look at, it's... It's, it's pretty dim. Amen? Come on. But when we open up our eyes and we look at the through our spiritual eyes, amen? Can you imagine with the prophet of God and goes out and his servant goes out and the, they're surrounded by the enemy forces and the prophet's not, you know, Elijah's like, oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. And the servant, they're surrounding us. They're going to kill us. And what does he pray? He prays, Lord, open my Servant's eyes. Amen. Come on. Open his spiritual eyes. And God opened his spiritual eyes and he says, Oh my goodness, around about what he saw was what? Was chariots and horses of fire. Amen. A host of heaven. And that there was more with them. Amen. Come on. Than were against them. Amen. Come on. There is more with you than against you. Amen. See, that's why when you open up your spiritual eyes, you begin to see some things. Amen. Come on. It's not just about being optimistically, you know, optimistic or have, you know, necessarily having a positive attitude. Those things are good. Amen. But it's not necessarily mind over matter. Amen. It's heart over matter. And God will open up your heart eyes, your spiritual eyes to see. Amen. Come on. See things so that you will walk in victory. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. So go with me because this is a real awesome scripture here. And, uh. It's kind of our foundational. Go with me to Matthew 22. This is really, really phenomenal. What Jesus is talking about here. Matthew 22, and we'll start in verse... I'll start in verse 22. Because you know the Pharisees, the religious, amen, we call them the Pharisees, Sadducees, wouldn't seize and couldn't seize, amen? They... The frozen chosen, you know, you know that group, amen. You know, brother icicle, sister, sister popsicle. You know, but here it is. Here it is. They're always finding a way to like tempt Jesus, amen. They were always trying to tempt Jesus and get him into. But here's what's awesome is in verse twenty-two. It says, when they had heard these words, they marveled and left him and went their way. The same day came him the Sadducees. So he had to deal with the, with the one religious group, the Pharisees, dealt with them. They split because they didn't necessarily like what he had to say. Amen. And here comes a whole other religious group. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Do you ever feel that way sometimes? You're having to deal with these different groups of people. Like, oh my goodness, how did I get in the middle of this? 
How did I get involved in this? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Amen. Like something like, how did I get involved in this? Amen. Well, the reality is because God wants to use you there. Amen. Come on. So it doesn't really matter how you got involved. Get involved and see change. Amen. Come on. So the same day came to him, the Sadducees, which say that there is no resurrection. You know, they don't believe in the resurrection. Isn't that something? A whole group of religious folks that don't believe in the resurrection. Danger. They're in great error. Amen. And asked him, saying, Master, Moses said, If a man die, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. Now there were with us seven brethren. And the first, when he had married a wife, deceased, and having no issue, left his wife unto his brother. Likewise, the second also, and the third unto the seventh. And last of all, the, the woman died also. Now that's just an interesting thing. Can you imagine? Seven men, seven brothers, married to the same woman. Like the, she keeps getting passed as they die seven times. I don't know. I don't know about you. That's kind of messed up. I don't know if I like that. Amen? I mean, they got their own issues right there. Amen? But anyway... You know, you got some religious issues. And, you know, and I understand taking care of people. That's one thing. Amen? You know what I mean? You want to take care of your family. Amen? And unfortunately, there's this American society that when, you, when, when your family gets old, your parents get old or whatever, that you put them out the pasture. You know what I mean? You put them, you, you put them in the nursing homes. You know, you put them in... Uh, just personally, I just, I just don't like that. Amen? I mean, my parents are going into a home. I mean, they're going... I mean, we're putting them in. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. That's a joke. They're sitting right here. I'm not talking behind their back. I'm just right in front of their face. Amen? I'm just letting them know. No, I, I'm just joking. No, that's not the way we are. That's not how family is. I just don't like that. I don't like it where you just... I don't like where the elderly get discounted. Because I believe the elderly... I, matter of fact, it's a rule of mine. It is, is like a staple of mine. Pastor Gloria can tell you. My wife can tell you. Is I, I have to have gray hairs around me. So don't, 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 if you've got gray hair, do not be insulted by that. I want it. I desire it. Why? Because I find they're full of wisdom. Amen? They're full of wisdom. I mean, they have so much wisdom. Amen? So much wisdom to give. They're, they're not done. I'm just going to speak on that subject right now. Amen? They're not done. Amen? Come on. They have so much. The, the, the elderly, as what we would call, as what American culture would call the elderly, amen? I believe that God wants to use you in a powerful way. I believe that God has sustained you, amen? He has kept you alive, amen? Come on, for a reason. Because you have a lot to offer. You have a lot to give. You have wisdom and knowledge about things that people are so wet behind the ears, these youngsters don't have a clue. You have so much that you can impart. Amen? Come on. And I'm a big believer in that. I'm a big believer. I believe we should impart. Just like the anointing is tangible and you can impart it. Amen? Come on. It's transferable. So should everything else that I believe. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. That a very young, 85-year-old, 90-year-old, 70-year-old, whatever... Has to give. Amen? A lot to give. A lot to, to transfer. Amen? Come on. Look, I'll tell you a quick story of who knows who Reinhard Bonnke is. 
Great man of God. I mean, you're talking about, and he just recently went home to be with Jesus. Amen? But, you know, what's amazing is, I mean, you're talking about millions of people getting saved. I mean, he would have crusades in Nigeria and over in Africa and places. I mean, massive crusades. Amen? And miracles. Hallelujah. He said, I thought you were talking, Pastor, about God of the living. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Amen? And he wants to impart something to you today. Well, when he had graduated college, he had, he's German, and he had made it a point to go to England. And he wanted to go to London. He just had a desire to go just when he graduated. You know who's ever been through you know, school or college, right? University. And you get done and you're like, I need a little R&R. I need a little, I mean, that's a lot, amen, to take on. And so he just said, I just want to get away. And I'm going to go to London. And he didn't have very much money. And so he couldn't afford like a tour, like where you would pay a tourist, a tour guide, and go, like be a tourist, you know, and go on the tour guide, go on the bus, go on the charter, go on. He didn't have any of that. So he had to take the midnight train to London. And he said he didn't have money for the, for the tour guide, so he just got on a city bus. And he says it goes everywhere. He saw the map and it went everywhere. And he says, I could see London by just going on that. So he paid and he stayed on the bus. And he went around. And he said, and then he went around again. And he said, there's so much, only you could see it, you know, so many times. Amen. So, but he felt something in his spirit. Amen. Say, get off. And he got off. And he found himself, when he got off the bus, in a residential area. This is, this is fascinating. This is fascinating. How the Spirit will lead you. Amen? And the Spirit, come on, the Spirit wants to impart something to you today. And I believe just like Reinhard Bonnke, amen? Something's going to be transferred to you today. Amen? No, there's a spiritual transaction taking place. You may not see it right now, but I see it in my spiritual eyes. There's a spiritual transaction taking place right now. Amen? Come on. Something heaven is imparting in you. Amen? So here it is, he's in this residential area and he just walks around and he sees these homes. I mean, I mean I've been to London. London is actually a really cool place. And so he, he's walking around and what they would do is, you know how in, in, especially in Texas, you know, you have your name like engraved. You know, I know we would go like to the county fair and you would get a nameplate and they would, they would uh, with, a, with a torch... They would put in, you know, so we have, we have one, actually, it says Mangum on it. But it's with a, where they did it with fire. You know what I mean? They imprint it. Well, over there, they have it on the stone, like a cornerstone, or, or, or right by the front door, they have these names, big name, or by the fence, or the gate. They have the name embedded in the brick, and the name is engraved. And he's walking around, he's seeing all these names. And then he sees Jeffries. And he says, oh, I wonder if that could be the great Jeffrey. One of the Jeffrey brothers. Because there was two that shook all of the Virgin Islands. All of that area. I mean, they, sh- they shook. They had massive crusades all in that area. And so he says, I wonder if that could be the great, I believe George Jeffries is what that brother's name was. I wonder if that could be George Jeffries' house. And he heard in his spirit. He said, what do you have to lose? You've got nothing but time. Go knock on the door. And so he goes and he knocks on the door and he says this woman, a big woman, English woman that could fill the doorway standing there. And he says, uh, excuse me, but is this where the George, the great George Jeffries, the preacher, the, the, the evangelist, 
You know, the minister of the gospel with signs and wonders and miracles, is this is where George Jeffrey lives? And she said, yes, it is. Well, can I come in and see him? No. You cannot. And he said, there's no way I'm going to get in that door. I'm no way I'm going to get around that woman. I mean, she was as big as the door. There's no way. <laughs> but he said, but he wanted to come. I mean, there was like something that was just compelling him. Like he, he needed, he said, you know, and she, here it is. She's denying him access. She's denying him. No, you cannot come in. And just at that time, he hears from the hallway, he hears a voice saying, let him in. And she turns and lets him in. And George Jeffrey is coming, walking down the staircase. He said he was in a full suit. Like he had been waiting for somebody to come. And he said, he saw him and he goes, Oh, oh, it's so good to meet you, man of God. It's so good. You know what I mean? And he just started talking about himself, actually. Reinhardt did. And he caught himself. He says, what am I doing? I'm in the midst of this great man of God and all I'm doing is talking. He said, shut up, Reinhardt. Amen. And let the man talk. And he begins, and he says, the moment he shut up, he said, George Jeffries just grabbed a hold of him and said, I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. And they went down to the ground on their knees together in the den, in the living area. I bless you. And he was just praying for this George Jeffries, this great man of God who had crusades all over and numbers. I mean, of people, the great crowds, when the crowds were no more. He had no crowds. He sat in his home waiting. And here it was that this young man who had a fire in his heart to do something for God showed up on his doorstep. It was like it was ordained by heaven. It was a divine thing. And he said, all that George Jeffries did is he just blessed me. And he anointed me. Amen. And he prayed that God would use me. And he said, he just prayed with me. And he says, here it is half an hour. And I didn't even know. It was time had passed. And then the time went on. And I said, i got to get back to the train. He's got a midnight train. And he said, he was just there. And he gets up. And he leaves. And he gets on the train. And he goes home. And this whole thing is just something that's inside of him. He just feels it. Something was imparted. Something happened to him. Amen. And he said, he got home and his dad picked him up. And he had told nobody, nothing about the meeting, nobody about the encounter. He was just spending time with the Lord on that train ride back to Germany. And he said he got back and his dad picks him up and he says, I received telegram this morning that the great George Jeffries died. And he said, I was just with him. You see? See, there, it was like God that... Old man, now, George Jeffries, was waiting for someone to show up that he can impart. Amen? He could pass the baton to. Hallelujah. Amen? Hallelujah. So never discount yourself. Amen? If you're older, never discount yourself. God's going to give you an opportunity to impart into others. Amen? To pass the baton to others. Amen? And then you can see Reinhardt have crusades. Amen? It could only be by the divine hand of God that that would happen. Amen? And I believe that God would divinely use you. Hallelujah. Amen? That's what I see. I see that. I see that in the Spirit. That it's you. Amen? Come on. That are elderly. But it's not just limited to you. Amen? If you have the Spirit, you have life. Amen? And you will impart that life into others. Amen? Come on. Isn't that a powerful story though? How he has that encounter with the man of God. And then he dies. It was waiting. Amen? Like God was just 
Keeping him alive until he could give all that he has. Amen? And impart it to somebody else who was hungry to be used by God. Amen? There were many out there. Amen? So that's why I just, this whole idea, amen? Of It just bothers me. Amen? Come on. Do you know that's the modern day church model, just by the way. If you're 35 or older, you can't be on the platform. That's the new church model. The church growth model is if you're 35. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? No, I mean, I'm speaking about serious things. You see what I'm saying? What has come against the church in America to modernize it. We don't need modernized. We need some good old-fashioned preachers. Amen? Come on. And I'm good with the old school. Amen? Come on, somebody. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. Don't need a smoke machine. We got the anointing. We got the glory of God. Amen? Come on. We don't need all this other nonsense. So here it is, they're talking about Jesus. You thought I forgot where I was. I didn't forget, I knew exactly where I was. Amen? So they're talking to Jesus about this whole thing. Well, what happens about when the woman dies? And now, they're going to ask, well, when she goes to heaven, who's, whose wife is she? So she says there, they say there, and last of all, the woman, in verse 27, died also. Verse 28, therefore, in the resurrection... Whose wife shall she be? Shall she she be of the seven? Like, is she going to be the wife of the seven? For they all had her. Isn't that something? What they're this is what they're interesting. But they don't even believe in the resurrection. Yet here they are asking Jesus in the resurrection, right? Because they're trying to always they're trying to always find something to to trip them up. People will find, the religious will always try to find something to trip you up. Don't let them. Stick with the word. Amen? And I'm going to give you the response of Jesus. Verse 29 says, Jesus answered and said unto them, this is so powerful, ye do error, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. You know where people get in error? They don't know the word of God. They don't know the Bible. Amen? They don't know scriptures. Amen? And they don't know the anointing. They don't know the power of God. Amen? That's where many denominations even deny the power of God. So they might know scriptures, but they still err because why? They deny the power of God. Do you know that? There's whole denominations. Amen? That will deny the power of God. That healing is not for today. That tongues is not for today. The gifts of the Spirit are not for today. Amen? Well, what did Jesus say? You're in error. Amen? You're in error. Ye do error, not knowing the Scriptures. So I'm going to give you a key. Do you want to not be in error? Know the Word of God. Amen? Practice the Word of God. Rehearse the Word of God. Amen? Come on. Speak only the Word of God. Amen? Allow the Word of God to be rich in your life. Stick with what the Word of God says. Amen? Hallelujah. But it says also, this is what's awesome, nor the power of God. Amen? Nor the power of God. So that's why even scripture says many are, I mean, is a form of godliness, but they deny, they deny the power thereof. Amen? So there's a form of godliness, and I believe that's what's happened over the last however many decades, is that there's this form of deity in the church. There's a form of godliness. Amen? But they deny the power. Amen? 
That's why, where were all the prophets when COVID came? I'm just saying. Amen? Where was all, and then where was the church? Amen? Come on. Because guess what? COVID can't touch you. COVID can't come next to you, near your house. Amen? Come on. And guess what? Influenza can't come near your house. Cancer can't come near your house. Amen? Come on. And you are the house of the Lord. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Come on. And it cannot come near your dwelling place. Hallelujah. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. And guess what? If it does come, if it does sneak in somehow, then you you have the power to evict it. Hallelujah. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. Now, you do everything you can in the natural. Don't get me wrong. People are like, what are you talking about? I mean, no, do everything in the natural. Everything that you can. Amen? But also do it in the spiritual. Amen? It's both working together. Amen? Amen? Isn't that right? Come on. That's how it works. Amen? Matter of fact, it says if you don't do everything, if you're sick and you don't do everything you can to live, it says you are akin of suicide. Over in Proverbs, it says you're akin to suicide. You know, but religions, they, they, there's whole religions, they won't do a blood transfusion, they won't do any of that stuff. You know what the Bible says? They're akin to suicide. See, they're religious. They're so religious. Amen? Look, God there has, has actually created people, amen, and they're called to be doctors. Amen? To help people. Amen? They're simply tools. Amen? That's all we are. We are tools. Amen? To be used by God. Amen? We are instruments to be used by God. So God uses doctors. Amen? Come on. So I'm not denying that. I'm not not denying that at all. But there are things too in the natural. Amen? Come on. Amen? Hallelujah. But it's not denying the power. Amen? And that's where many have gone wrong. They deny the power of God. But the power of God still works. Amen? Come on. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead quicken your mortal body. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. Which brings life to your body. The Spirit of the living God. Amen? We serve a living God. Amen? And God is a God of the living. Amen? Not the dead. Come on. But of the living. So here it is. They say, Ye do err, not knowing the Scriptures, nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have ye not read that which was spoken unto you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Hallelujah. You say, where did you get the title for your sermon? Right there. Amen? Hallelujah. I think it's Mark, Mark 12. Says, actually says, God is not the God of the, of the dead. God is the God of the living. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. So see, we serve a living God. Amen? And when His Spirit comes in us, we are living. Amen? Come on. We are living. Hallelujah. Don't let the religious... And that's the problem is religious people try to trip people up. Try to confuse people. Try to complicate the issue. Try to bring people... You know, even over in Galatians. Even Paul writes to the church of Galatia, Who has bewitched you? Amen? Where you started out good, but now you're over here doing this nonsense. Amen? You're allowed all this other stuff to come into the body of Christ that has no place there. Amen? Come on. We should not allow... I mean, 
the, the world has somehow found its way, amen, do you agree with me, into yes. the church? I'm talking about into the, into the, the modern day church, amen? Come on. It, too much of the world has seeped in, amen? And it's time to get that out, amen? Come on. It's, a, it's time. It's time to allow the Spirit of God to move, amen? Move in and clean house, amen? Come on. Rearrange some things, hallelujah. Get back to the old school. Get back to the original intent the way God wants it. Get back to the Word of God, amen? Get back to healing. Get back to miracles. Get back to signs and wonders, amen? Come on. That's how it started. It started that way on the day of Pentecost where 120 were in that upper room, amen? Hallelujah. Worshiping in one heart, with one heart, and in one place, one accord, in unity, and suddenly, amen? Come on. I'm believing God for the suddenlies, amen? Come on. The suddenlies that where God will show up in full force, amen, come on, of His glory and His power, amen, as He pours out His Spirit upon the church, amen, come on, are you hungry enough, are you thirsty enough, come on, how big is your want to, amen, how big is your want to, how big is your hunger, how big is your thirst, amen, Hallelujah. And then God will pour out His Spirit like the day of Pentecost. Amen. Hallelujah. When the Holy Spirit fully came. Well, what came? Everything. Everything they needed. Everything they wanted. The Holy Spirit, amen, is your helper. He is your comforter. He is your advocate. He is your standby. He is your strengthener. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. And wherever the Spirit is, there's life. There is liberty. Amen? And we understand. Right? We can't do it in our flesh. It's not by might. It's not by power. Any man's power. Come on. Any man's ability. But by my spirit saith the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah! Go over with me to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And we're going to read a couple of different verses here. But 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm going to read verse 6 first. And then we're going to look at verses 17 and 18. But this is amazing because in verse 6... It says, who also had made us able ministers of the New Testament? Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Amen? Isn't that powerful? The Spirit giveth life. But I'm going to go on. I'm going to actually read verse 7. But if the ministration of death written and engraved in stones was glorious so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance which glory was to be done away how shall not the ministration of the spirit be rather glorious for if the ministration of condemnation be glory much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed 
in glory. For, a, for even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excelleth. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. And not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of the which is abolished. But their minds were blinded. For until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. See there? Where's the veil on people? It's people's hearts. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Amen? Now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. From glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! You see that? The Spirit giveth life. Amen? Come on. And what you, but God has changed you, and He's still changing you. Amen? Come on. Meaning, you are being increased. It doesn't say you go from glory to failure. From glory to let down. No, from glory to glory. God wants to change you. Amen? From glory to glory. Hallelujah. Amen? Come on. He is changing you from glory to glory. But it's time, church, amen, that we allow the Lord, amen, come on, the Spirit of the Lord, hallelujah, to take full control of our life, amen, come on. You know, over in Star Trek, I mean, not Star Trek, Star Wars, there's this movie Star Wars, and they say, Luke, use the force. Have you ever heard that? Use the force. You know what? The reality is we don't use the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost uses us. Amen? Come on. And when we allow, we yield to the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would use us. Amen? Come on. There's nothing stopping you. There's nothing holding you back. Amen? Come on. You have the full force of heaven behind you. Amen? Come on. Which is bringing life and freedom. Amen? Hallelujah! So what the devil tries to do to harm, what the devil tries to do, to remember, he steals, he kills, he destroys, but you bring life, and you bring abundant life, amen? You're carriers of this life. That's what I'm trying to get across this morning, amen? Come on. That's what I believe really what the Lord wants to put on your heart and to remind you of, is that you have this life inside of you, this life of the Spirit, amen? Come on. And wherever that life is, amen, released, you see, it totally changes everything. In a wilderness, amen, you will be like an oasis, amen? So it doesn't matter. There could be lack, there could be want, there could be poverty, there could be whatever it is. There could be sickness, there could be disease, there could be infirmity, there could be, I mean, whatever it is. But guess what? 
Come on, there could be lifestyles that are perverted. There could be all kinds of these different things. But you carry the anointing. You carry the very life of God in you. And wherever you go, amen, you are like an oasis that brings life to that place. Amen? It totally it totally changes the way the place even looks. Amen? That's what I believe that God wants to do right here in the Rio Grande Valley. Amen? I believe that that's what God wants to do in Texas. I believe that's what God wants to do in Minnesota. Amen? I believe that that's what God wants to do across this world. Amen? But we are carriers of this life. Amen? We are carriers of the life of God. Amen? And God is a God of the living. Amen? He's not a God of the dead. And we are the living church. Amen? Because we serve a living God. Hallelujah. Amen? And I will not apologize for getting excited about this. Amen? Come on. We should be excited about having the life of God in us. Amen? Come on. Who remembers when they were dead? Who remembers when they were... Come on. They were empty. Who remembers that? But then you remember when you got saved. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. When you got saved and everything began. Your destiny totally changed. Amen. Come on. The problems and the issues totally faded away. Amen. Come on. They are no more. Why? It's because of that life. And it is that life that is bringing life today. Healing life. Amen. Come on. I'm talking about the life of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, and my name is Jason Mangum, and I approve this message. Amen? Hallelujah. This is the life of God message. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go over with me to Romans 8, starting in verse 1. Because this is so awesome. Amen? And I'll start closing with this couple more scriptures here. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. We should all get excited and run around the room. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Woo. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. You have been set free. You have been set free from the law of sin and what the result of sin would be. You have been set free from death. Amen? Woo! Come on! Hallelujah! You have been set free. So I say to you today, you shall live, you shall not die. Amen? Come on! Hallelujah! And you will live a long and healthy, prosperous life. Amen? Verse 3, for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son, his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Amen? And what did I read earlier? For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen? Come on. And that's really, church, what I believe we're going to see in America. Amen? I believe this is a word. Amen? And it's a word for the church. Not just in America, but across the nations 
of the globe. Amen? That it is time to get back to the main thing. It is time to turn away from those things and the focus being on the temporal. Amen? But get back to being spiritually minded. Hallelujah. Amen? Not going against the thing of God, things of God. Amen? But get ready because it's about to line up with what God is doing. Amen? You see what's happening in this nation? And you think it's chaos? No. No. It's the devil in retreat. The devil knows what's coming. Amen? The devil knows what's coming. But the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Amen? Come on. That's all it is. That's all. He is in complete derision. That's what you're seeing. That's why there's such desperation. That's why you see all these... The, 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 I mean, really, this, this nonsense is going on. On every facet, on every level. Because it's happening in every realm. But get ready because we, the church, are going to see every realm shaken by the power of God. Amen? That's why you're seeing all this. All this nonsense going on. I mean, my goodness. Now they're finding out that actually it was Hillary Clinton that hired... They have all the emails. They have all... I mean, who's seen that? Yeah. They come against... that. They, they say Trump did it. He colluded with Russia. But it actually was Clinton and the Clinton Foundation and the Democratic Party that actually colluded. And all the emails are coming up. And the Biden... And the Biden emails are now coming in with how they wanted to get China. How the Biden crime family... That's what they are. The Biden crime syndicate it was getting rich off of you and me off of the American people, and then they were selling us out to China. It's all coming out. It's all being exposed. Amen? But that's what's exposing it. It's the Spirit of God. Amen? Come on. And everything that can be shaken shall be shaken. Amen? There will not be one thing standing. Amen? Hallelujah. Because why? Because we're on the move, church. Because we're taking a stand for righteousness. Amen? And God is beginning. Amen? Come on. He's exposing all of this. He's exposing it. Amen? Come on. He's exposing every crime against you. Against this nation. Amen? Against the church. Because the reality is the attack that has been upon this nation is not an attack necessarily against America. It is an attack against the church. And it is an attack against faith. Amen? Hallelujah. And so that's what's happening. That's what's being exposed. The Spirit is exposing it. Everything's being set up. That's why you see all the chaos. Why? Because they're in desperation. They're desperate. They don't know what to do. What do you do? But it's derision. It's complete derision. The Word of God declares God sits in the heavens and it says He who sits in the heavens laughs. And it brings derision to the camp of the enemy. Amen? That's why. You see the wicked running around scared. Why? Because they're in complete derision. They don't know what to do. They're in chaos. They're confused. They don't know what to do. There's nothing they can do. Amen? Hallelujah. So you just join God and laugh. Amen? Ha, ha, ha. You just join God and laugh. You dummies. You dummies. Come on. Hallelujah. Let me just read one, one, one last scripture here in Second Peter. Amen? Hallelujah. And, we'll, and then we'll pray. Second Peter, uh, go with me to uh, chapter one. Second Peter, chapter one, verses three, starting in verses three. According as divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Ooh, that's good right there. Through the knowledge of Him, how how'd you get it? Through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That hath called us to glory and virtue. Get ready, church. 
calls you to glory and to virtue and to power. Amen? Come on. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your flat, to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren, get this, nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fail. Amen? Woo! Come on. Well, I just, I just saw that right there. It says, Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Did you catch that? Yes. I believe what we're going to see in America, Amen? is the mighty hand of God moving. Get ready, church. Amen? Come on. Because He's given you everything. He's put it inside of you. Amen? And now is the time, church, that we rise up and we take a stand and we release it. Amen? We must release our faith. Amen? Come on. We must pray like we've never prayed. We must walk in faith like we've never walked in faith before. Amen? Come on. We must... Come on. We must release that anointing of God. Amen. We must yield to the Spirit like we've never yielded before. Amen. Come on. Because the time is short. Who senses that? It's like things are accelerating. Who can see it? It's like time is accelerating. Things are accelerating. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Can you imagine? We're October the 18th. Can you imagine? Amen. October the 18th. We can't even. We just on, on Friday. Our youngest just turned 18. Times are accelerating. Amen. Come on. Get ready, church, because God's glory is about to be poured out, but on a living church. Amen? Come on. God is a God of the living. Get ready. God is a God of the living. Amen? And He is a living God, and His life is in you. Hallelujah. Let's pray right now. Thank you, Lord God, that we have your life, the life of the Spirit, the life of God in us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that we actually have the nature of God in us, that Jesus, you are in us. The Holy Spirit, you are in us. The very Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead quickens us now. That it will quicken the body of Christ. We need that now more than ever, Lord. In the body of Christ. That, that we would be quickened. Quickened by your Spirit. That we've been equipped. And we've been handpicked for such a time as this. And as everything that is being exposed, Lord God, we pray that you would pull off the wheels off of Pharaoh's chariots. That you would expose every wicked thing. Every plan of the enemy would be exposed. But as important as what is wicked and evil is exposed, that you would give the church, your bride, Lord Jesus, 
The answers. Hallelujah. And we have the answer. We have the solution. It is you, Jesus. You are the only one. You are the only name that which a man shall be saved. And so we call upon your name, Jesus, that in this time, Lord, you would use us to save many. That we would see the mighty harvest, like a harvest never seen before, as souls are saved, Lord God. And that your power will be manifest. I believe in these last days, Lord God, that your power, your healing power, delivering power, saving power will be manifest like never seen before. And I would say, Lord, hallelujah, use us. Use us right here. Use every single person that you would touch them. Put your hand, Lord, right now upon them, Lord God. Anoint them. Use them. Strengthen them, Lord God. If there's anything plaguing them, I rebuke that thing, that sickness. I rebuke that disease. I rebuke that thing that plagues you. I break it off your life. In Jesus' name, you go. Sickness, go. Every hindrance, go. In Jesus' name. But I speak life. Amen? Amen. The life of God. The life of God. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in every single... Oh, my. Get ready, church. Come on. Because what He's done in your life has prepared you for now. What He's done in your life He's kept you alive for the now. For what He's doing. For faith is now. Get ready, church. There's about to be a release of God's Spirit like we've never seen it. Amen? And it'll be like a culmination of everything that's come. There's been times of great teaching. Times of great preaching. Times of great healing. Times of miracles. Times of even even spiritual outpouring, spiritual enlightenings. But I tell you what, it's going to be a culmination of everything coming together. Amen? Come on. And all the fivefold ministry working together. The prophet, the apostle, the teacher, the pastor. Hallelujah. All working together. All working. All working. Hallelujah. And the mighty church on the move. And the mighty church on the move. Get ready, church. Come on. Hallelujah. It's like the wind of heaven is just going to blow on you. It's going to be a suddenly, and it's going to blow. Hallelujah. And it'll happen just like that. Hallelujah. So get ready, church. Get ready. Get ready. Hallelujah. Now, I want to speak. I want to speak to you that are watching or anyone here. If you don't know if you're to breathe out your last breath, that you would go to heaven, you can know that heaven will be your home. You know, the most important thing is, Amen. So that we know Jesus and have a relationship. Amen? God hates religion. He's about relationship. Amen? So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, today is a day of salvation. You know, there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And this will be the most important decision you make of your life. You're not guaranteed another moment. We say we're just but a vapor. Amen? We're just a vapor. We're here today, gone tomorrow. So we have to be certain. Amen? So if you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior, today is the day of salvation. Amen? But secondly, I want to speak to a category of people that maybe you served God at one time, but you're out of God's will. You're not serving God anymore. You turned away from God. You got caught up in whatever it was. I don't know what it was. I don't really care about the mess. I'm here to get you out of the mess. Amen. And I know who can clean you up. His name is Jesus. Amen. And His blood will wash you. Hallelujah. 
So it's time to repent. Amen? Maybe it was something that came in. Maybe like a freight train from hell just rocked your world. Maybe it was the loss of a loved one, a divorce, loss of a job. Maybe you got offended. There's lots of things that could come in. But God was going to save you. Amen? And set you free today. Amen? Hallelujah. And set you back on a path. Amen? A path of righteousness. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. Maybe it's something that maybe it wasn't on the outward, it's on the inward. You know, this is, it's those little hidden things. Amen? It's the small foxes that spoil the vine. Amen? It's the little things. It's those hidden things. Maybe it's whatever it is. It, maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe it's lust. It could be something in the heart. This is taking you out. And you find yourself backslidden. You find yourself away from God. Today, come back to Him. Just like the prodigal son came back home. That God is welcoming you. He wants to welcome. He's looking for you. Amen. Welcoming you back into the fold. Amen. Back into the family. So it's time to come home. Amen. Come on. I'm speaking specifically. Prodigal sons. Amen. It's time to come home. Amen. Come on. If you have loved ones too. Come on. I'm making this prayer. I'm making this plea. Amen. I'm making this. Come on. That they're going to come back. Amen. Come on. They're coming back home. Amen. The thing that's kept them away from God so long says sin is good for a season. And that season is coming to an end. Amen. And they're coming home. They're coming home. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So come home. Amen. Just like when you first asked Jesus into your heart. Amen. Come back to your first love. Jesus is your first love. Amen? Come on. You'll fall in love with Jesus all over again. Hallelujah. And that emptiness and that void will go. Amen? Hallelujah. Because only Jesus can fill it. Amen? Hallelujah. And then thirdly, if the devil's lying to you, telling you you're not saved, you're not born again, you're not going to heaven, those lives will be broken off your life. So you fit into one of those categories. Look, I want everybody right now, close your eyes and bow your heads. If that's you this morning, amen, even you are watching and listening, amen, then I want you to pray this prayer. It's very personal. Amen. It's for Hallelujah. And then you make a public decoration. Amen. You let it be known to everyone. Amen. That you serve God. Say this prayer. Say it with me out loud, but believe it in your heart. Say, Father, it says in your word, if I confess Jesus as Lord, And believe in my heart. God raised him from the dead. I will be saved. So Father. Right now. I confess. Jesus. Is my Lord. And my Savior. And I believe in my heart. That God raised him from the dead. And I am saved. Lord forgive me. For all my sins, wash me, cleanse me in the blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Lord, fill me. Fill me with your Spirit. Lord, I want more of this Spirit life in my life. And I'm going to give it away. And I will serve you, Lord, all the days of my life. And they will be blessed and they will be healthy and they will be strong they will be prosperous and they will be many because of the life of the spirit your life the god life in me 
I'm yours. And I thank you for saving me. And I thank you for using me. And I thank you what you did today in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. Life of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer, you are a child of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And you have the Spirit of God now in you. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Well, we're going to give you an opportunity to sow seed. Amen. Do what God tells you to do. Be faithful as we receive this morning tithes and offering. Do what God tells you to do. What He's instructed you by His Word. Amen. Hallelujah. And then what He tells you to do. Hallelujah. By the way, if He tells you, if you hear two different amounts, it's always the higher amount. Amen. <laughs> the other one's the devil or the flesh. Amen. You say, how can you say that, Pastor? Because I've experienced it. Amen. Many a times, right, Pastor Gloria? It's like, what? I rebuke that. That cannot be the word of the Lord. I say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I remember one time we went. We run out of check. We were somewhere where there was a guest minister. Matter of fact, it was uh, Debbie Rich. She was preaching. And uh, I remember we had written out a check and it was... We were going to sow some seed. You know what I mean? Seed that you fill. You know, you fill it. And uh, who's ever experienced that? You know, you fill it. And uh, we just believe that way. If you don't fill it, don't expect God to. But in any way, if it don't move you, it ain't going to move God. You know, but I don't know. That's just us. So we did. We wrote out a, a good check. And I remember we're sitting in there. We're feeling good about it. You know, you praise the Lord. And God said, double it. No, no, that's not you, Lord. Amen. No, no, I'm serious. Double it. Uh, surely no. Huh? No, no, no. You know, you try to like reason and do it. And, and he said again, he said, double it. I said, yes, Lord, I double it. And we doubled it. You couldn't imagine what we got. I mean, we just that way. We live out of our giving. Amen. We live out of our giving. Hallelujah. You know, we just got a new vehicle. Brand new, brand new vehicle. I don't know. If some of y'all don't know it. We just got a brand new vehicle. Totally blessed. They've never done a deal like that. Never. Amen? Never. Never. Everybody told us. Finance, managers, salespeople, sales managers, never. Well, you know why? It's because we hadn't come along. Amen? Come on. It's because you haven't come. You walk in favor. Amen? Come on. You will walk in favor. You will see God's blessings in your life. Amen? Come on. He loves givers. I mean, he'll, he'll move heaven and earth for people that are givers. Amen? Hallelujah. But I'm not here to, you know, Vinny and Guido are not coming in with baseball bats to break your knees. We don't beg. We're not asking you. To, no, we don't. Come on, out of a need or anything. No, no. You're giving this to God. Amen? There's a transaction taking place. A heavenly transaction. When it leaves your hands, it goes into the Lord's hands. That's what the Word of God says. Amen? Come on. But it's for the work of His kingdom. Advancing his kingdom for souls. Amen. Do you know before the church here, we ministered to two people. Two people came to Jesus. Before the service. That's why we were running a little bit late. Two people gave their hearts to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on. And many more. Many more. I think my dad, you prayed with at least three people this week. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. 
But we, we know, everybody, y'all are soul winners. You love the gospel. You love Jesus. Amen. Come on. So give like you love, like you love them. Amen. That's what we say. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Well, let's hold your, your tithes, your offering up. Thank you, Lord, that you give seed to the sower. That, Lord God, you're not a God of subtraction. You're not a God of division. But you're a God of multiplication. Hallelujah. And you have put power in the seed to multiply. So as we, we sow this seed in faith to honor you, to advance your kingdom as an act of worship, and we do it cheerfully, that seed shall be multiplied. And we thank you for the increase. We thank you that there will be no lack or no want. Amen. There's no need that will not be met because of the act of faith today. We thank you, Lord God, for the power in the seed that you have ordained today that it will bring great multiplication, great harvest, great increase. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Go ahead and pass the bucket. Amen. Did you catch that? Hallelujah. Amen. And then let's take communion together. Hallelujah. You watching? Oh, by the way, you can go online if you wanted to give. Amen. Hallelujah. Which you should want to give. Amen. You can go online, www.rivertx.com and click on donate. You can give online or you can send, you can mail by, by, by snail mail your love offering. Amen. A love gift to the River Church at P.O. Box 6375, McAllen, Texas. 78502. Amen. Now, we're going to take communion together. Amen. And you can also, that you that are watching. Amen. And we say hi to all of our online uh, members. Amen. And those that are out and those that are about. Amen. Because we have many all over. They're watching from all over the world, actually. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. We welcome you this morning. And if you want to take communion with us, then get you some bread, get you a cracker, get you some juice, and and uh, We're going to pray over it this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Coach, come up here. Hallelujah. Coach, going to pray over the bread. And I'll pray over the cup. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And use this so that everybody can hear you. That's That's out there on the internet and everywhere else too. Amen. It takes a little while for me to do this. Jesus was, had 39 stripes on his back. He had thorns on his head. And then what did they do? They nailed him to the cross. Nailed him to the cross. With the right, left hand. And then the right hand. And then they crossed his feet and put a nail and he threw his feet. That was all that was holding him on that cross. And then they picked him up and that cross. And over the hole, they dropped him. Boom! And that was all that was holding him. And the gracious, the graciousness of the love that Jesus had for us, to, for our healing. And then the love he said, to God, forgive them, for they know not what they do.
My body is broken for your saving. Take it in remembrance of me. Jesus said, Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's okay, Jesus. Hallelujah. And then in, in like manner, he took the cup. And he lifted it up and he said, this is my blood. For the remissions of sin. Amen. There's life in the blood. Amen. There's freedom in the blood. There's liberty in the blood of the Lamb of God. So this, Lord, we do in remembrance of you as this cup represents your blood that you poured out. It was not spilt. It was not done by accident. You did it with purpose, on purpose, for us. And we thank you that we are washed and cleansed by the blood of the Lamb, slain before the foundations of the world. We thank you also that the blood protects what it owns. You own us. You bought and paid for us. We were ransomed by the blood and you own us. We are yours. And we serve you freely and you protect us. And we thank you for divine protection that the blood gives. And we receive it now and we do it in remembrance of you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Go ahead and take it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Coach. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? I mean, you know, just like Coach was saying is, here it is. He's totally innocent. Completely innocent. And he's on the cross, dying. And he says, forgive them. Forgive them, Lord. They don't know what they do. Isn't that something? So, God's love works. Amen? I'm so thankful that God didn't say, for God so loved the world that He thought about us. No, He gave His begotten Son. Amen? He didn't think about doing it. He did it. Amen? And He found joy in it. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. So we need to find joy in it. Amen? Hallelujah. That we're free. We're set free. We're delivered. Amen? And we are saved. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Were you blessed this morning? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we love you. And God loves you. Amen. Hallelujah. Now walk in that God life. Amen. Hallelujah. Bye-bye, everybody. We'll see you next time.